September is National Recovery Month. I'm sharing what's working for me one day at a time over the next week leading up to my six-year milestone of continuous sobriety from drugs and alcohol on Friday, September 24th, 2021. Welcome to my pop-up recovery and sobriety podcast extravaganza. Five days until my six-year sober birthday. So welcome back. I wanted to dedicate this episode to Rockford Orvin. Rockford was what in AA we call an Eskimo. He was the one that carried me the message that AA and the 12 steps work and can help people get sober and work with the obsession of the mind related to alcoholism and alcoholism can be juxtapositioned against crystal meth or marijuana, any of them. And Rockford was a friend from Utah days and showed up in my life in 2015 and was sober almost two years. And his friendship and your kindness, Rockford, and your love and your fun is was just life-saving. I would not be sober and here today talking and sharing this type of story without your friendship and your kindness and the love that you showed me and the time and attention that you gave to me. And I'm really grateful and I, I really am thankful for that. And I wanted to talk today at Sunday Sunday, September 19th, 2021, in real time. And wherever you are, I'm taking you along this behind the scenes. And it's been a really awesome day today. It's been a lot of work. I've been working on some creative projects. I'm, I'm writing a course for Viral Mindfulness Academy on guided meditation, a live coaching program for two months. And so much work and I'm putting in the time to make it as relevant and authentic and meaningful and as and I'm trying to follow the inspiration that I've been getting and the input from people who want to learn about the topic of guided meditation this morning I did a meditation I went for a run I did some posing and every Sunday now, I have a wise circle for an hour with three other fabulous queer humans. And we are part of an online sobriety community called Recovery Dharma. And this is a Buddhist program. Um, it's a path of following the noble truths, the four noble truths and the eightfold path. I meet every Monday night online and have been for almost three years Uh, I'm a co-facilitator there. I volunteer my time with another facilitator. And this is a wise circle we put together to meet weekly and to go through the book and the noble, uh, the Four Noble Truth inquiry questions where we inquire um, according to the Four Noble Truths, a certain sort of path or step work to look at our specific actions, addictions and behaviors and work together and share our truth and honesty and be accountable to each other. And it was so meaningful this morning. Um, 
these other three humans shared such beautiful things about their addictions and what they're working on and what's their symptoms and stresses are here today, this week. And I was so moved for myself to see this growing around me. This is one of those promises from the 12 steps and from AA, that if we do the work of the 12 steps and we do find recovery and sobriety, that we will be amazed at the people and the groups and the recovery around us. And I just feel so grateful. Um, I wanted to share just a few ideas about spiritual consumerism, um, recovery, sobriety, consumerism. I've been thinking about all these ideas and these teachings and these all the things, you know, have you read this book? Do you know this person at this podcast? (laughs) Here's these steps. I mean, even myself, my recovery program has three communities. I belong to AA. I belong to the Luckiest Club. I belong to Recovery Dharma. And I'm going to tell you all about them over the next few days. But there's this propensity and this phenomenon that I've been thinking about where we consume spiritual teachings And maybe you don't. I know I have fallen for this for sure. We consume religion. We consume authors and books and podcasts. And I think that part of this information age and this time of ideas and so much story and viewpoints and social media and digital, it's so much. And I think that there's this propensity for us to to ignore actually having an experience with a teaching, actually having the wisdom, the patience, the hard work and courage of working with a teaching, living it for a period of time, experiencing it, wrestling with it, getting down in the dirt, rolling around with it. Another way to think of it, you know, our our brain up at the top of our head You know, the brain lives inside there and there's this mind and the mind extends out into other um, realms and spheres. But above that area of our head, a couple feet, there's all this information like we're antennas. We're picking up frequencies and there's just too much. And so it's, it's it's the idea that can I let some of this stuff so much, too much. It's almost too much. Can I let those items, those teachings, those steps that are resonating and touching my heart and inviting me to explore, can I pull them down into my heart? Can I pull them down into my breath, into my body, into my meditation, into the ground, to my feet? Can I walk with them? talk and teach, learn from them? Can I experience and live them for a period of time, have an embodied experience? And that's what I did my first year, 2015 to 2016. I found the 12 steps. I went to CMA and NA, Crystal Meth Addicts Anonymous, Narcotics Anonymous, Alcoholics Anonymous. I just went to meeting after meeting and I was smoking weed all summer because I stopped using meth and 
I stopped drinking, but I was smoking weed. I was just vaping because I just, I was such a mess. <laughs> and I just listened and I reached out and I talked to Rockford a lot and I decided to try the 12 steps and I found a group after a few months of AAers here in Huntington Beach, Santa Ana, down here weekly and I just found a crew of people who were HIV positive and who loved meth and marijuana like I do. I did. I do. I did. I did. I don't think I love it the same way. I haven't touched him for six years now. And sometimes in my mind, I think, oh, yeah, I would love it so much. I want to go smoke a bowl. <laughs> And I have a place to talk about those things, like this morning with my wise circle from Recovery Dharma. So I think there's great wisdom in bringing the teachings down into our life. And maybe if you're considering it, I know it's hard to acknowledge that you have a problem, but if you're asking a lot of people and you're wondering, there's a good chance just by that, by default, you do have a problem. And what if you just stopped? And most likely you're going to say, well, I've tried, but I can't write. So why don't you just try it in community with 12 steps? You could do the Buddhist community. You could do the luckiest club. And I'll tell you all about that a little bit later this week. Give it a shot. It's worked for me several times now. I've said, I'm going to give this a year and I'm going to bring these teachings into my life and I'm going to work with them. I'm so grateful for the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous. I'm so grateful for the people that I know for the uh, my meeting on Fridays in AA. It's amazing. These humans are so awesome. So I want to just finish with one beautiful quote that found me in the beginning, and this comes from Adi Ashanti. I also found Adi Ashanti in the first six months of my 2015 shakedown. Adi Ashanti is my spiritual teacher. I study with him online. I've been to a few of his um, day retreats. I was going to do a five-day retreat with him, but then it was the COVID world shut down. Adi Shanti says all the teachings are not to be a substitute for the divine. And that's one of the things I got to do in the 12 steps was to develop a relationship with God. And God was a hard word for me. And so instead, I substituted that with the divine or grace, creative intelligence or Moana. I had a lot of trauma from God and religion to work out, and I'm still working it out. Adi Ashanti also shared the beautiful quote from another teacher, um, Nis Nisgaradatta Maharaja, Sri Nisargadatta Maharaja. And Adi Ashanti shared this with me that first summer, and it has stayed with me. And even tonight, I was at the beach, walking with sunset and the full moon, arose in the horizon and I had such a deep experience with this that's why I wanted to finish with it here it is when I look within and see that I'm nothing that is wisdom when I look without and see that I am everything that is love and between these two my life turns that touched me so much and now six years later I am telling you I can look in and see the nothingness of me so much clearer than six years ago. And when I look without and I see that I am 
or when I look out and see that I'm everything and everyone, that we are interconnected by community and love and kindness, and even by our differences and our struggles. There's so much to learn there. All right, it's Sunday. It's time for me to hang out with my best friend. I'm staying with Jude. He's gonna, uh, Jude's staying with me. He's going to be here for another week. And in fact, I have a very special surprise on Friday at the end of this podcast extravaganza. I'll just leave it at that. You're going to love it. I have a special guest coming to share some very fun ideas with you and me. My first interview. <laughs> so I'll see you tomorrow.